How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, man, I I feel really good. Really good. good. It's a new, do you know it's, why? It's a new week. Um, it's a new it's, week, but do you want to know why I feel really good? Why, why do you feel good? I scored the same amount of points as De'Aaron Fox in the All-Star game yesterday. Wow. That's how we're starting off with a De'Aaron Fox diss? <laughs> Come what on, did, how did, do you score no points in a freaking exhibition? Uh, what's with the the what, what's with the De'Aaron Fox diss? I mean, what did I, what did De'Aaron Fox do to you? It's not so much what he did to me. I don't understand how you can't <laughs> score in a game where nobody plays defense. Look, he, pl- he played. He even missed a dunk. Played a ten uh, a ten minutes, took one dunk, and he was <laughs> out of there. I mean, he he didn't really uh, give it much thought. Um, unlike Jason Tatum, who uh, went completely try hard. And went off four fifty five, broke the uh, all star scoring record, which is pretty yeah. you know crazy to to see there. Um, Does it help yeah. when you shoot thirty one times? Yeah, I mean he, he look in the all star game, you know fifty five, you know for an NBA player with no defense, not not the it's most pretty, difficult thing in the good. world. So I, I think no, Jason Tatum was cool. uh, w- was out for you know maybe a, a record night, and he I mean he got it. Whatever right. that really you know how much. Uh, you know, recognition we should give that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really hey, sure, but 55 ten, points, 10, 10, three pointers. I mean, yeah. he, he was, and he, had, and he had 10 rebounds too. I mean, like yeah. he was everywhere. Uh, we are starting the week this week with some news um, in sports, uh, talking some basketball today. Um, we have some, some, the buyout market, you know, heated mm-hmm. up a little bit over the last couple of days. Kevin Love is on the move to Miami, <coughs> Russell Westbrook to LA, uh, the other LA team um, after he, uh, was traded from the Lakers. The All-Star Weekend was this week, uh, like we just talked about in the game. Uh, Matt McClung with the dunk uh, contest nice. winner, uh, nice w- which was which was really you know fun to watch. Just knowing advan- you know in advance that Matt McClung is a dunk specialist. Um, his high school mixtape is you know just ridiculous, um, and and he really you know was built for this kind of competition. And he showed us you know some really amazing dunks. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. The three-point contest, Damian Lillard wins that as well and i, I want to go on yeah you you got that as well and i want to go on a little rant about that first uh competition to start off that that saturday night um i don't know what i was watching with that skills competition but that needs to be abolished um yeah. right now um and then we'll get into a little college basketball we are three weeks away from march madness is oh, that not thank insane god. Thank god. three weeks away it, the, the college basketball season has flown by um, and we are going to get down to talking about some of these teams um, as we head into conference tournament play in the next couple weeks. And then, obviously, the, the final 64 teams that will make the, uh, the, the bracket there. So a lot to talk about, a lot of basketball um, as we, uh, you know, our favorite time of the year, March Madness. Who doesn't love uh, uh, the, the, the month of March here for, for college basketball? So let's get into it. we got a lot to talk about. Let's run it. Before we get into basketball uh, with the NBA and then talking about uh, college basketball as we wind down in the season, uh, we had we, we talked about Eric Biemini last week 
Um, and mm-hmm. what was the situation with him? And then right after that happens, uh, with with really there was rumors and rumblings, but nothing that actually seemed like it was anything was going to happen. He takes the offensive coordinator job with the Washington Commanders right after we you know posted that episode. Um, so I just want to start with talking about that. Um, takes the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator position. Um, he will go over there um, and and you know kind of does the exact opposite of what we thought he was going to do for, you know, the rest of his kind of career um, or maybe, you know, the, 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 you know, the near future of his career, which we, I guess, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you, but I thought we were in agreement that he was just going to stay there in Kansas city, you know, over the next couple you know years and stay in that, that, you know, team that's going to be a, a contender for as long as Patrick Mahomes is there and he's going to be in his comfortable situation and then, you know, see what happens. Maybe if Andy Reid, decides to uh, retire in the next couple of years. But he goes a different route. He uh, he goes with Ron Rivera over the commanders. Um, and I think this is, you know, the route that we didn't think he had to take. But apparently, you know, I, I think he wants a little bit of a challenge and a little bit of a, you know, I can do this with a, with, with a team that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he is successful here, it is very hard to imagine that the head coaching, you know, rumors don't start heating up again, you know, after this year. Well, I think I think you just hit it on the nail nail on the head. I mean, it's one of two things. One, he woke up and couldn't stand all of the chatter about him not being, you know, getting these head coaching jobs and said, you know what, I need to step out of Andy Reid's shadow and prove to everybody that I can do it all. Right. I could call the plays. I could develop a game plan. I could develop a quarterback because most likely Washington is going to either pick a quarterback or they're going to go with um the rookie they had last year, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy from, uh, oh, Jesus, what the hell was his name? The guy who started the last game of the season. Uh, Why am I blanking? For? For the commanders. Sam Howell, Sam Howell. Thank you. I could not think of Sam Howell. I want to say Sam Hartman. I'm like, it's not Sam Hartman. Yeah, so either it's it's that or Andy Reid whispered in his ear, I'm not going anywhere for a few more years. You know, like, go do your thing. You can come back. If you are successful, Kansas City will gladly hire you back when I'm ready to retire. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be here for three, four more years. Yeah, it's it's um, it was surprising to me um, because, you know, the, the instant response, like I said, like is is he shouldn't have to do this. You know, he shouldn't yeah. have to take this job. He shouldn't have to continue to prove himself, which is, you know, one thing. But at the end of the day, he has been, you know, gifted with this incredible, you know, talent, especially at quarterback. And he's had a lot of good players over the years. Um, Andy Reid calls plays. So now he'll go to, you know, a commander's team where I believe he'll be calling plays there. And there's a lot of unknowns at quarterback, you know, and just around that team as a whole. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, question marks about Chase Young. Will they pick up his mm-hmm. option? Uh, there's a lot of, you know, question marks with that team. Um, and, and we'll really see if, if he's able to either, you know, if Sam Howell is the guy next year, if, if you know, if that is and he's able to turn, you know, elevate his game um, and turn him into their kind of, you know, up and coming franchise quarterback, um, that'll you, tell a lot about. about you know what he does today. have? Mm-hmm. He has three stud wide, re- young wide receivers and a very good running back. Yep. So he's got something to work with. Yeah, for sure, he definitely does. Um, it's it's definitely not you know a a situation like if he would go to the Texans or you know a, a team at the bottom there. This is a team yeah. that was you know around five hundred last year, um, and they are you know they they have good pieces around them you know for sure. Did, so. Did you see the other two crazy, crazy things 
going on right now. First of all, I had no idea. I, I want to talk about being blind. I had no idea. No idea. Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator of the Chargers. Did yep. you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. To, Did you see Chargers. what happened on the other side of the ball? Mm. That the defensive coordinator last year, Ronaldo Hall, or Ronaldo Hill, left to go rejoin his old coach Vic Fangio, who's now the defensive coordinator with Miami. Mm-hmm. You leave a defensive coordinator job of a major NFL team to take a step back and be a defensive assistant? Uh, Is that like unheard of? Like very, I understand if you lost your job. Yeah, but very, you weren't very, being No, definitely strange. Um Strange. Very, very strange. I'm not sure that the, you know, there's got to be a reasoning. Probably, it's got to be a reason. But that one just there. was weird. And then the last one that was just completely shocking to me because I thought he was going to be a broadcaster forever. Rex Ryan interviewed for the Broncos DC job. Yep. Rex, Rex Ryan, Ryan, all big white teeth and all. I thought he was done. I guess these coaches never really are done. Hey, look, you know they they just. You know, it's the itch to get back to coaching. You know, it's one thing sitting on the ESPN, you know, talking about it. But, you know, I think he, uh, I think he's, uh, he's, you know, itching to come back. So we'll see if that actually comes, you know, to fruition there. So uh, that that's the NFL news for today. Now let's jump into what's going on with the buyout market in uh, the NBA. We got two kind of, you know, I, I'd say some, some guys that are getting up there in age, declining in play, but... <laughs> can still, you know, maybe make an impact on their teams. Kevin Love was bought out by the Cavs after he kind of exited the rotation there, um, and he is signing with the Miami Heat. Um, should play a big, like I, I'd say a fairly big role in that, you know, rotation as, you know, their mm-hmm. their their backup bigs are, are not exactly the best, and they've been lacking nope. in that in that department. So he's going to step in and be that seventh, you know, eighth guy off the bench, um, and he's going to have to play big minutes for them, especially if they want to kind of, you know, get over that hump because this Heat team is kind of just in the middle of the pack here. Um, they got, you know, they, they have good guys on their team, you know, Bam, Jimmy Butler, but they just, you know, they haven't seemed to put it all together. Um, they got to the finals a couple years ago, Eastern Conference final last year, um, and they just really haven't gotten over that hump. Uh, do I think Kevin Love does anything to get them over that hump and have them compete with the Bucks, you know, up there and 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 then the, uh, you know, 76ers and the... Um, uh, you know, the, the the teams at the top of the East there, I, I don't, you know, Boston, like, I, I don't think it does anything crazy to them. I think it's a good pickup because they're adding someone that I think can, you know, that, that upgrades whoever, you know, was their backup big before, but I don't think it's anything to make incredible noise about. I'm, I'm still not a believer in the Heat, you know, this year. Well, I mean, first of all, you're getting a guy who probably scores 10 points, gets you eight rebounds. So that's certainly not going to hurt. No. You know, like you said, Outside of Bam Adebayo, what else does that front court have? Mm-hmm. It's a, literally a bunch of guys who stand around and shoot threes, you know, or, or or wait for Jimmy Butler to break everybody down and kick it out, right? So, yeah, I mean, talk about a guy who can, you know, get you a couple of good offensive rebounds, play, you know, some good quality minutes. I, I, there's no downside to taking Kevin Love at this point. And like you said, Miami is hanging in there as a top, you know, playing team. They're only a half a game out of being, you know, in, in the sixth seed. So I, I think this definitely helps the team. I don't. I really don't see any downside to this at all. He's a good team guy. He'll fit well in the locker room. He'll be fine. I think it's um it's a little better than what the uh, Clippers went out and did, and they yeah I don't understand this one at all. Russell Westbrook, who was bought out by the Jazz after getting traded by the Lakers, there uh, bought out by the Jazz. The Clippers are going to pick him up, and. Uh, uh, he will join Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and we'll see, you know, what happens there. I just, I don't, I just, there's there's nothing to like 
You know, there, like, there, there is not a lot to like. And he, here's what I'll say. I want to, I want to say this. You know, maybe with a little grain of salt, because I do believe that Westbrook will come in, and I think he'll fit a little better, not being in this spotlight of the Lakers, LeBron. You know, I think there was tension there. I think Westbrook, you know, didn't like coming into that team and being, you know, you know, just just in this. It's just a weird spot, I think, and he didn't, you know, didn't like the pressure, didn't like the coach, didn't like playing with LeBron, obviously. So I think coming in, I think the fit will be a little improved, and the fact that the Clippers desperately need a point guard, um, and that mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson, you know, is there, and I don't think he's the guy. You know, Terrence Mann has had his moments, but you know, he he, you know, he kind of, you know, had had his 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 moments you know, in the bubble. He was solid. You know, I, I don't think he's been playing that great, um, and now. You bring Westbrook in who, you know, just it, it's no secret. Like, he hasn't been good. You know, he really hasn't for, right. for you know, a year and a half, two years now. He, he hasn't been good this this year shooting-wise. You know, it's not – this is what I'll say. I, I want Westbrook to come in to this team and play like the third guy. You know, he – I think in, in L.A. or, in you know, with the Lakers, he, he tried to be more than that. And he tried to put up shots. He tried to win games. He tried to be the guy he once was. And he's just not that person. He's, he's just not that player anymore. Um, I, I think if he approaches this as I'm the third guy, I'm the point guard. Let me be the the kind of you know you know court seer of this team. I think it could work out, and I think it could benefit the Clippers in that. But if if he approaches this the same way, I think it's going to blow it up, and I think it'll be you know a, a bad signing for the Clippers. But I you know, I would hope Westbrook approaches this a little different, and I think he'll he'll be a little more successful you know in this system more than than he was with the Lakers. I don't get the signing at all. Like you just picked up Eric Gordon, right? right? Traded and traded for Bones Highland. You know at the trade right? deadline, you traded for Bones Highland. You have Eric Gordon. Norman Powell's having a career year, right? I mean, I I don't. Terrence Mann's having a pretty decent year. Like I don't understand why rock the boat. You're in the fourth spot overall. What does Westbrook add to the team? Right? And that's I mean, the thing is 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 you know I'm trying to look at this like the uh, the outcome. Like, like I explained, like if he if he takes a little bit of a back seat and he kind of just commands the floor and and uses his you know his strengths, which is you know driving to the basket and getting you know maybe the free throw, free throw line, you know, and if he kind of approaches the game differently than he did with you know the Lakers, I think it could be fine. But again, I agree with you. Like, what what is Westbrook really adding to this team that they were missing? And I just don't see really anything. I don't see it. Nope. So I don't see it at all. I think it's a it's a name signing. You know, it's a so no one else gets him sort of thing. Uh, it's I look again. If this guy, if this guy gives you six points a game, I'll be shocked. I, I think I think a, a major overreaction is that this puts the Clippers over, you know, no, a, a certain other no. team, or, or it gets them, you know, a better no. chance at the finals. I really don't think Listen, it does anything. The, like Clip, that. the Clippers are going to go as far as Kawhi and Paul George yeah, can take them. I agree. I mean, it's that that's that's really what it comes down to. I don't think this impacts it really at all. And it's kind of just the same thing with Kevin Love. Like, I don't think it impacts it that well. You know, is it is it going to make your team worse? You know, probably not. We could joke maybe about Westbrook making it worse, but I don't think it makes them yeah. worse, you know. but I, but I just think the Kevin Love thing has a little bit more upside. Yeah. Especially I, with I the agree. need that, that, that the Heat have. The Heat have, yeah. yeah. All right. I can agree with that as well. Um, we had the All-Star break this weekend, um, which was – it was it was decent. Um, you know, I, I would start it off Friday with actually what was very, you know, exciting to watch was the rising stars, Paulo Bancaro. Uh his team went ahead and won. They had a little interesting kind of 
um, you know, f- form, you know, tournament kind of style, which was cool to see, you know, those young guys playing. I think they tried a little harder um, than the guys in the All-Star game. So that was, you know, at least decent to see those guys who were up well, and coming. They, did, did Paulo win or Paulo lose? Didn't he lose in the finals? Or I, I thought, or maybe he did I thought lose. he lost in the finals. I know. Yeah, I, I thought he lost in the finals. Because it was, Al- what's his name? Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado. Yeah, yeah. He, he played really good. So maybe he did yeah. go ahead and lose. Um, and then Saturday we had... The, uh, the, the the festivities of the skills challenge, the slam dunk, and the three-point contest. And I said that I was going to do this, and I'm starting it off with a rant about whatever the heck that skills challenge was. I am sorry, but I want, like, the 30 minutes of my life back that I spent <laughs> for some reason watching that skills challenge. That was the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. First of all, you know, they uh, – they, the format of the skills challenge in previous years where they did a little bit of an obstacle course and it was timed, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that was fine to me. And you had to like, right. like eight guys go and then they, they, they changed it a couple years, you know, a couple years ago to do like a tournament style where they had the, you know, four big guys and then four guards and they had the, yeah. the, the guards on one side, the bigs. I like that. I thought that was enjoyable. And then this year they go with like three teams. They go with the Giannis brothers. They had some young stars with Bancaro, Ivy. They had, you know, the, I think what maybe it was the jazz, and, yeah, and they did was, these like, jazz. and they did like, you had to do a floater, a three pointer, and then pass it through this big hole. And that was it. And then the final round was precision passing, which they just took turns passing it through a 50 foot wide hole, which <laughs> my mom could have passed it through. Like, I, I was like, what, like, what is this? Like what? Okay. They can pass it through a, a hole. Yeah. Everybody can do that. I, I don't know. It was just very weird. It was a, a waste of time to me. Um, what, what was what was weirder? Know. The fact that you had Alex and and Thanasis Antetokounmpo matched up with Drew Holiday, like I, I didn't quite understand why Drew Holiday was matching up with the two Giannis brothers. I don't know, right? Yeah, and then you had you know Walker Kessler, Jordan Clarkson, and Colin Sexton, like these teams, mm-hmm. and then you had the rookies Ben Caro, Ivy, and Smith, and they were they were basically terrible. So like it was it was it was hard to watch. It was bad. Just um, but the the other ones were were decent. Um, the three point contest like you said i agreed with you i i i really believe that lillard you know would would have went ahead and won this um i think halliburton in the first round you know made me a little you know impressed he he was firing uh really but everyone else kind of you know shit the bed there i mean i don't even know what kevin herter was doing um julius randall you know was even worse he was bricking everything um i you know and and lillard just kind of was consistent and ran away with it gets a a three-point contest winner you know just continues his you know underrated kind of status there um and then we had the dunk contest which i found entertaining with one person who i said was going to win and the only person i really looked forward to watching because the other three i thought kevin kenya martin had one dunk you know maybe murphy had had one i don't know jericho sims i don't know what he was doing um there um but matt mcclung had two or three of of some of the best dunks i've ever seen that dude has bounce um and he is you know, he, he's a very special, you know, has a very special dunking ability. Um, and it, it, the craziest stat of the day was his career earnings are 100K, um, I think, as, as he's been in the G League. Um, he won 100K for winning the dunk contest here. <laughs> so he was a very happy winner there. Mattered a lot yeah, to like, him. I, I, can, I can honestly tell you, I spent no time watching the dunk contest. I saw Mac McClung's dunks on replay. But yeah. I could not spend the two hours necessary to sit down and watch that disaster. Right. And then Sunday, we had obviously the 
all-star game um if you would call it a game i don't know maybe like more like a shoot around um i guess all my buddies yeah you know uh, we, we you get to see the talent displayed um a lot of you know good shot making i mean i think damian lillard made one from like three-fourths court which was pretty you know cool to see there uh john morant had some pretty electric dunks that we saw tatum Really took it in, uh, you know, before the game, you got to think Tatum was going for the either the record, the MVP, you know, and he got both, you know, it's there, 55 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, uh, 10 threes on the night was pretty nuts. Um, some he, other... he just barely outshadowed uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, really, yeah, Donovan Mitchell had a good game as well. Um, you, know, he's, you know, Donovan Mitchell was the first person to ever have 40 points and 10 assists in an All-Star game. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. There, Kyrie had 15 assists. Jalen Brown had 35 and 14 rebounds. Uh, some crazy numbers there, and you know it's fun to watch. But I mean, no one's really playing. Um, and no. it's you know, can it we just, just talk about the like ones who stunk it? Can we talk about the ones that stunk it up? Sure. Luca, Jokic, and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Why do you even bother showing up? <laughs> you can't be that bad. They let the uh, the other guys take the ropes for the game. Is, yeah, they're not trying. They're they're not really trying there. Um, so you can't really you know put it put it on on a certain player there. But you know, fun to watch, and I, I'm kind of happy it's over because you know you take you get the All Star game out of the way, and now we head on to the rest of the season, which you know should be a Thank fun God. one um, as we get back to NBA action on Thursday there. So NBA uh, will be back you know at the end of this week. Um, the last More importantly. Thing, Let's talk to college football, yeah. college last, basketball. Last thing we want to make sure we get to on today's episode is, is is college basketball. You know, we're we're three weeks away now uh, from March Madness. Um, we are we are getting down to that time where there's only a, there, there's only a couple weeks left in this season. Uh, there's only a couple games left for a, a lot of teams here um, as we get down to the the home stretch. You know, four or five games, um, and then we will get into conference tournament play. Uh, I just wanted to talk about, you know, what's been going on lately, who's hot, who's, you know, falling off as we get closer to March here. Um, you know, sure. we have a new top 25 that came out today. Um, Houston is back at number one overall, um, where I believe they should be. You know, I think this is the consensus number one team, um, and I think they're going to be the number one overall seed heading into this conference or heading into this, you know, March Madness tournament um, in a couple of weeks here. Um, after that, you know, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA has been pretty hot, and then Purdue rounds out, you know, that 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 top five there. Um, as we, you know, as as we get that new new top twenty five released today, um, you know, I, so, we can just break this down. Who who do you really like that's been playing good basketball? That's looking like, you know, going into this tournament, they're one of the hotter teams. You know, besides the obvious of the Houston's and the sure, you know, UCLA's okay. and Alabama's. Well, number one, Kansas, right? I mean. This is a team who I fell in love with last year, who is just playing the best basketball in the country right now. I mean, you could say everything you want about Houston being number one, but Kansas has just been absolutely incredible. Jalen Wilson is a stud. He's a stud. And why this guy does not get more hype around the country, I have no idea. But he is playing out of his mind. You know, this is a guy who literally is averaging 20 points and eight rebounds a game on a team that it not, I don't think they're as good as last year, but he's taken it to a whole nother level. Grady Dick's playing really well. You know, um, uh, Dewan Harris is, a, is an excellent guard. Like, I, I love this Kansas team. I think they, they're 
they're really looking good at the right time. They beat yeah. Baylor on Saturday. You know, UCLA, I mean, this is a team that hasn't lost at home all season. Yeah. Like, Jaime Waquez uh, is finally, you know, living up to his hype. Tiger Campbell's still on that team. Yeah, Mari so Baylor's a really good player. Like, this is a really good team in UCLA. So th- those two teams right now, I think, are playing so well. But in terms of, like, outside of the top 10, like, who am I looking at or who am I keeping an eye at? Um, well, I mean, they are inside the top 10. But watch out for Texas, man. This team is really good. This is a team that for the first time in a really long time, you know, with Marcus Carr at leading that group, they, they are playing really well. They are really, you know, a team that is going to knock off uh, pretty much everybody and their uncle, you know, in this tournament until they get to the bitter end. I, I see Texas, depending on the draw, like right now, being a very legitimate Final Four team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, some teams I like. Right now that are streaking in the right direction, Miami is is one that I really look at. I think this is an underrated team. I know the a, the uh, ACC is a little weaker this year, uh, but they've won six in a row. They just knocked off Clemson, who was in the top 25 at the time. They already beat Duke. Who just um, lost to Louisville, by the yeah, way. I mean, yeah, I know. So maybe they, the Clemson win isn't such a big win anymore. They just, yeah, they've just beat Duke, um, and then they beat North Carolina as well. Um, so, you know, this team's had some quality, you know, wins in their conference. They're on a six-game win streak. And Isaiah Wong... You know, I've I've seen this guy play time and time again. Um, he's just a, he's just a scorer. He that he's that is scorer. what he does. And he's, in March, he's been on when that you team have for five thousand years, yeah, when when you have a guy that can score like Isaiah Wong, who is a future NBA, you know, scorer. Yeah. Um. You you know you can be carried by one guy in March Madness, and it's not just one guy on this team. They got other help too. You know, they have um uh they got Nigel Pack, um who's a good player as well. Jordan Miller is is another one. Um, they lack a little bit of size, but they can they can score 100 points in a game. You know, it, yeah. that's just how good their offense really is. Um, you know, they, they average 80 a game. So, you know, they, they're, they're a team that can really put up points and out, just outscore you. That's It's what they did last year. What, they get to the Elite Eight or the, you know, Sweet mm-hmm. 16 last year? Um, and, and that was, you know, a surprise there. Um, another team we got to talk about is Northwestern, man. This is a, a program that has never been really relevant in college basketball, and all of a sudden they're in the top twenty five this year. They're they're you know eleven and five in conference play. They're second in the Big Ten right now, and they've beaten almost every team. They they knocked off Purdue when they were number one. Um, they and beat Indiana, who, who I think is an excellent team, and, the, and Tra- Trace right. Trace Jackson D- Davis should be up for Player of the Year. Uh, that guy is so damn good, you know. But you're right. I mean. This Northwestern team is going to be in the top 25 after and, that win this weekend. Yeah, so. And they are led by the greatest name in, in college basketball, Boo Booey, um, who is averaging uh, a good, you know, tw- almost 20 points a game um, this year. So, you know, be on the lookout for Northwestern there. And then another team I'll talk about, I love Big 12 basketball. So I'm looking at, at who's really hot right now. And really, you know, one of the, uh, the, the hottest teams right now is Baylor. You know, Baylor has just been on fire they they until got until they lost to kansas this weekend yeah, you know they lost to kansas but kansas is great but but i really look at this team and say you know they they have a, a stud lineup um in this they just got you know tachua back um after he's been out all year that's a good you know bench piece that they have and crier flagler um and Keon and keontae george are just you know re- three really good players so baylor's you know been there before some of these guys have have played before in this tournament so that's an experienced team um, as well, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset that Flo Thamba has never turned into the player I was hoping he would, because he has such a good name. Such a Come such on, a Flo Thamba. That would be such a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, there's 
Look, I mean, Alabama is obviously extraordinarily solid. You yeah, know, Brandon Miller is just an incredible yeah, player. He's, he's, he's on another level. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. There, there's a few teams out there like that I think are frauds. Like Tennessee, I think is a complete fraud. I, I, I mean, Kentucky's swept them this year. I, I don't like this Tennessee team. I think they're so overrated. You know, I think Virginia is a team that is going to get, you know, a, a two seed. I think they could get knocked out in like the Sweet 16. You know, that that's another team I think is very uh, overrated. And then there's Gonzaga. Like, mm. I, I'm just, this is, I mean, look, Timmy is Timmy, you know, and Timmy is still dominant. But I, I just think that between him and Strother, it, it, it really drops off after that. You know, this is not as good a Gonzaga team as they've had in the past. Yeah. And and I think this team is going to get knocked out early. I, yeah, I just, and the, that's the thing is Gonzaga's been built on this. Yeah, they've had that star, whether it's Timmy, you know, Hachimura, you know, obviously Suggs there's other guys. Or, yeah. yeah, Suggs. Like, they've had the, the star player, but they've been they've been surrounded by four quality starters. Like, their starting lineup has always been the best in the country. That's why they've been number one for all those years, even though they couldn't win a championship. This year, yeah, they have – Timmy's still him, and, and Strathers, you know, took a big leap. But after that, you know, they don't have the same, you know, starters outside of them. They don't have a, a really good bench. You know, if it hasn't happened in the past, I just don't really see it happening um, no. for them you the, know, this year. And the one that I just scratched my head because I really don't know, and I really am concerned that they're going to shit to bed in the tournament is Purdue. Mm. You know, every it, year, every year, man. It, it's 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 Zach Eady, and then it's a lot of uh, yeah. okay. I mean, look, when you you look, you have the Player of the Year. You know, it's it's almost a lock that Zach Eady is going to win. Like he is he is. We, we've talked about the strides he's made, like as a seven five yeah. center who came in just as a big dude that had no coordination to now right. a. You know, future NBA guys. draft pick, you know, and 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 has been the player of the year this year, and just taken this incredible stride of being absolutely dominant offensively. Um, it, like they're always going to have a chance. Like you're going to have to have someone, you know, that and and have a scheme to stop him. But like you said, like if 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 a team is able to match his size and and kind of box out and 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 prevent them from scoring inside, this team is definitely an upset alert. They they've they have a history of it of of kind of choking the tournament with good teams. Yep. You know, and and, it and they've had better be teams than this. Yeah, they've choked with better teams. You know, than, mm-hmm. than the one that they're putting on the floor. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the couple of things that I'm I'm looking forward to. You know, the, I mean, you got to give Houston their due. I I love this team. I I think this is this is a team that is so built for the tournament. You know, Marcus Sasser and Jamil Sheed are probably the best backcourt in the country. Uh, Trayvon uh, Mark and uh, Trayvon Mark and Jarris Walker. Jarris Walker is a man, a man playing boys basketball. This team is going to be a very hard out. Yep. And and although that you know Memphis didn't have Kendrick Davis this weekend, Houston just looked dominant against the second best team in the in the American. So I, I just I, I like Houston a lot. I have them penciled in the final four no matter what the draw is. Yeah, I mean it's hard not to like them. Like th- again, like this is a team whose culture is built for the final four. They've been there in recent years. You know, it's a, sim- it's a, it's a similar team and they've only gotten better. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a team. Uh, the, the conference is weaker this year, you know, so, so they're not playing as quality of opponents, but they're dominating weaker opponents. Like they are winning by 30 and 40, you know, night in and night out. And that's kind of what you, what you want to see against inferior opponents there. So I, I agree with that as well. Um, when you look at some of these, you know, smaller either conferences or teams that are, you know, approaching the bubble, 
Um, there, there's also a couple I like. I, you have to look at the Big East. You know, when you look at, uh, uh, you know, the uh, obviously college basketball there, you know, UConn was the story all, you know, beginning of the year. You know, I think they were number one at one point. And then they dropped off. Can't you know, win they, a game anymore. Right. They 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 lost, you know, a lot of, of games in conference play. I mean, the Big East is the Big East. They beat up on each other, you know, pretty much every night. Uh, but but this team still, you know, has has quality, you know, players. I mean, Adam uh, Sanogo um, really was the guy that they thought could take the jump this year. He really has. So, you know, I you know, Big East basketball, you know, you definitely have to pay attention to. So they're kind of you know someone that i think people have forgot about but they still they're still gonna make the tournament and they're still you know a team that you have to look out for i'm gonna be totally candid right as much as we watch basketball the least amount of time i spend is watching big east i have to watch that tournament before the you know the conference tournament before the tournament because marquette providence xavier creighton and, and uconn are all getting in yeah and i haven't watched any of those five teams play in months like that's it. That those are five teams I got to get my hand my head around before the you know before we start making our our big picks mm-hmm. because they they're going to make hay in this tournament and I got to figure out which ones are really for real. Yeah, that that that's um, definitely an area I, I am weak. Yeah, another one I just wanted to mention um, that's been hot lately. Uh, Maryland just knocked off Purdue. Um, they beat Penn State. Um, they did lose to Nebraska recently, but I was on the road. But I like I, I, th- this team's an older team. Um, it's experienced and they're looking like they're going to make the, uh, the tournament as well. Jameer Young is one of the best guards in the country. Um, you know, they have Julian Reese as well. Um, who's been on that team for a little bit. So they, they, you know, I watched that game against Purdue. They're, they're a good team too, man. They're, they're aggressive. They play good defense. Um, so, so, you know, big 10 is a little weaker than usual this year. You know, I, I don't know if all these teams, you know, Illinois, I think has really kind of screwed themselves, you know, losing some, some games here and there in Michigan, you know, Rutgers, you know, beat Purdue in the year, but they've had some bad losses as of recent, too. So the Big Ten, I'm not sure how many of these teams really get in. There's there's a lot of good teams, you know, this year in college basketball. Is there a bigger disappointment in the league this year than Michigan? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure that there is because there was high hopes for this Michigan yeah. team. And it wasn't just this kind of hype around Jet Howard because we knew that this guy was good coming to play for his dad, um, and he's been good this year. But Hunter Dixon, Dickinson stayed for yet another year after we thought he right. was gone. And, you know, he's played good, but obviously not good enough for this team to be great. They're, they're 15 and 12. I, I'm, yeah. I don't, they're on this kind of cusp right now. But, you know, losing to Wisconsin, you know, a couple of games ago, they beat Michigan State. You know, they, they have opportunities right now. They have Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana left. You figure they have to yeah. win three out of those four and do something in the tournament. Um, they got lucky last year, obviously, with making the tournament, and they went on a, a little bit of a run. Um, but but they definitely disappointing this year. This this was a team that they're, was supposed to finish up there in the the Big Ten. They're going to lose three out of those next four games, and they're not even going to be in the a, a thought. You know, I mean, I I just they're really disappointing. I think the you know? I think the other disappointing team is right there with them with Ohio State, who's even worse this year. Yeah, at, Ohio at State's terrible. Three and thirteen. Awful. In the Big Ten, uh, you know, you would have thought, you know, after, you know, um, uh, they, they lost a lot of people last year. Maybe they would regroup, but that really hasn't happened. No, nah, they, they, have, they have Bryce Sensible, and that's it. That team is terrible. Like, they're terrible. Louisville's terrible. You know I mean? Uh, Wisconsin's terrible. Like, I, just a lot of teams that you expected to be. But Michigan State's not very good. Yeah. The, the Big Ten 
is going to get four teams max yeah. in the tournament. The last, which is crazy. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is probably the biggest teams um, that you know. And if you want to talk about disappointments, who are right now just on that cusp, first four in, first four out, and looking more like first four out every day. North you know Carolina. that we get there is North Carolina and Duke, and that and that ACC has been pretty bad this year. Um, that ACC, uh, Duke. I don't. I don't know who's missed more disappointing. UNC was number one to start the year, but Duke right. had had what you know three five stars you know commit there. You know you have Flipkowski who is supposed to be a lottery pick. You know Roach mm-hmm. who who's, who's who's returning as well um, with with Demir Whitehead who is you know supposed to be a great freshman as well. Like they're very young, and some of these guys have taken a little bit of time to you know kind of uh, you know get get into the the mold of of playing Duke basketball, and it hasn't. Been great. They're not. I don't think they're totally screwed. You know, they have some uh, some easier games coming up. Louisville, Virginia Tech. Um, they still have a, another game against UNC. That might be like a deciding factor. That's the last game of the the regular season for them. Uh, we know that there is a you know a conference tournament, but Duke is 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 not sitting great right now. And North Carolina, North Carolina is sitting even worse. They are they're, zero they're, and nine um, in quad one games. They have not beat a quad terrible. one team. This year, they're still sitting at 16 11, 500 in the conference, but all the, they've beat the bad teams, then they've lost all the, all the good teams that they've played. They haven't really beat a ranked team, you know, this year. They, they beat Ohio State when they were ranked, but Ohio State has three wins in their conference. So I'm not really counting that. Um, and, and they, they, just, returned, they returned four of their top five starters from the team that went to the finals last year. Yeah, to, an- to answer your question about is Michigan the most disappointing? No, it's no, you're right. It's, it's, it is North Carolina. Yes. I, you, you, you put me in my place. Yeah. It, it, at 16 and 11 with Baycott, Leaky Black, and R.J. Davis all coming back, this is, uh, yes, this is the most disappointing. It, it is. It, it, the more I look at it, man, you got, you got three five-star super senior or three five-year super seniors Love and Davis, who were in the finals oh, last Caleb year. Caleb Love, that's right. He's still there, too. This is pathetic. Wow. How they are not winning. Just yeah, w- really terrible. mind-boggling um, stuff there. Just really incredible there that they, who, they have, have been bad. How much money has Armando Baycott lost mm-hmm. in his draft stock, considering he probably would have been a top-10 pick last year? Well, you look at him, he's still putting up in some some pretty nice numbers yeah, you know he's getting the points a game yeah right, 17 but, points a game averaging you know over 10 rebounds like has has these games where he goes on streaks with he's you know he's going to be drafted of course but he was on the top of the no, world yeah, he was last year yeah he, he really right you know after they go ahead get to the finals there like he he just continued to carry that team kind of on his back it it reminds me of the ucla guy do you remember like a couple of years ago in the tournament they went to the mm-hmm. final four and I forget yeah, who it was. He played with Juzang. Marquez. Juzang, yes. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Juzang. Johnny Juzang. And he literally would have been a top, like, 10 pick, and then he was barely drafted, you know, in the next year when he's, he completely went down back to earth, you know. Right. Sometimes it works out for these guys. Sometimes it does not. Yep. It, it That is the, you know, story. Oh, I can't wait. You just got my blood, player. like, excited. Three like, weeks. wait for the Three tournament. Three weeks, man. We'll keep, we'll keep updating it. You know, we'll let the, you know, regular season play out over the next two weeks, and then we get into conference yep. tournament play. And we will preview those as well. We'll see everyone back on Friday um, as we get to the end of the week.